Hello, gals, guys. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, maybe even good night, good evening. Whatever time of day it is that you are listening to me and to us and to this here, hello and welcome. If you couldn't tell already, this is Mr. Ohini, and I am here with another installment of the Ohini Review. Here on this podcast, I'll be recording a quick rundown. And yes, I understand. We all think we know me at this point. Quick's not necessarily in my vocabulary. I get it. But quick rundown of what we covered the past week in an effort to not only review some of the most important topics that we talked about, but also to show off that accumulation of small victories that we've put together over the past few days. Now, I know, I admit, I have been slow to get this up and running this year, but here we are. It's only week five. Uh, and I'm pumped. Okay. I'm pumped. I hope you're pumped. I hope you enjoy this. This is a podcast for you, for your parents, for your guardians, for everybody at home to hopefully get in, get some insight and get a glimpse into what it's like in our history class here in eighth grade. So without further ado, here it is our week in review Friday, October 8th. Oh man, that is, uh, that, (laughs) that is some serious transition music there, but okay. Our first topic of conversation here, at least the first of two big topics, is going to be the trails west. We talked about all the trails the early, early pioneers and frontiersmen took as they headed west from the Midwest of the United States all the way out to the Rocky Mountains and beyond to the Pacific Ocean. So first folks that decided to make the trek opened those trails and really opened the west to the future pioneers were those mountain men that spent most of their lives in the Appalachian Mountains here on the East Coast. They were very tough, very resourceful, and generally, what did we call them? Just like total savages, right? They were just like grabbing life by the horns and really getting after it. We had guys like Jedediah Smith and our big time Jimmy Beckworth, right? These guys were fur trappers. They met up with fur traders, and those are the folks that really basically were like some of the earliest populations that headed west. They were looking for the furs, right? They were trapping and trading. They set up that rendezvous system, which was to meet on a specific date at a prearranged site to really get the fur trade going. And these were the folks that really brought home to the rest of America some of the first knowledge of the far west. Now, why was everybody going west? If the fur trappers and the fur traders setting up these businesses wasn't enough of an indication. We know our big question that we always ask ourselves is, where is the money, right? Follow that money. This was a humongous opportunity for folks to move west, start a new life, and really make some cold, hard cash, all right? We learned 1803, we, we made the Louisiana Purchase. That doubled the size of the United States, geographically. Physically speaking, double the size of the United States. That was a tremendous opportunity for folks to head west, start new lives, start new businesses, bring their families in, and really set up shop to develop this frontier. Land speculators, that was a huge, huge opportunity and a huge business for folks. We know speculating, right, and land speculators was buying something in the hopes that its value will increase over time. The conversations we had were kind of cool. You guys, we, we related it to the stock market. We related it to Bitcoin. And obviously, as is relevant here, we talked about real estate, buying something, hoping it it's more valuable later on down the road. The trails themselves that we learned about, we had the Santa Fe Trail, the California Trail, the Oregon Trail, the Mormon Trail. 
Now, each of those had so many different details and, and a lot of cool little, little little parts about them, but not for the podcast. That was for in class, but this is just a brief review. Those five trails all had uh, all had a lot going on. It was it, it was it was awesome to learn about. But as we learned, once these Americans got up into the Pacific Northwest, it wasn't necessarily all fun and games. Because who was there already? The British. Yes, thank you for whoever shouted that out. You guys are great. The British were up there. They they partly owned the Pacific Northwest. And as you guys know from seventh grade, we just fought a war against Great Britain, right? Against England. We won. We beat them in the Revolutionary War. Then we fought them in the War of 1812. Kind of a big deal. Uh, when you fight somebody in two wars directly in a row like that, I wouldn't quite say that you are the best of friends. So, kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting scenario and an interesting dynamic once folks got west. But moral of the story: lots of folks headed west, led by those mountain men, led by the fur trappers and the fur traders, and it was a humongous opportunity to, for folks to head west, start a new life, and uh, let's be real, make some money. Okay, next up on our agenda, we've got topic two out of two, and here we have the Texas Revolution. Now, pardon me for getting a little bit excited here. I don't know, might just be a little bit of the cowboy in me, but I thought the Texas Revolution was so cool. We started off learning a little bit about Stephen F. Austin, right? The current capital city, Austin, Texas, named in his honor. He was the first person to found an American settlement in Texas, right? So at this point, when we're covering it, Texas is owned by Mexico, okay? What else did we learn? Used to be owned by Spain. But Mexico had their own revolutionary war. They fought Spain, gained control of Texas and, uh, and a lot of the Southwest United States, and off they went with their own Mexican independence. Now, backtrack just a little bit. Stephen F. Austin's father, Moses Austin, he got permission from Spain to start the American settlement in Texas. But as we just talked about, Spain lost the war, then Moses Austin died, and uh, I don't know, kind of ruins your plans to start a settlement, right? But Stephen F. Austin vowed to, to live in his father's honor and to make a name for their family. And he said, I'm going to do what my father wanted to do, and I'm going to devote my life to making the first American settlement in Texas. So went to Mexico City, and long story short, he got the Mexican government to agree to it. They said yes, but a couple of stipulations. They said the Texans, right, these new American settlers have to be Mexican citizens, so they got to follow Mexican law, and they also have to be members of the Roman Catholic Church. So kind of a compromise there, but they said yes. Now what comes along with some rules like that? Unfortunately, tensions began to rise. This chapter is called The Texas Revolution, after all. So we know those tensions were going to show their face at one point or another. The Mexican government obviously was writing documents in Spanish. That was their native language. But the American settlers, they spoke English. They had a hard time reading them. The Mexican government outlawed slavery. Kind of a big deal when you want to come in. You grew up down south. You're used to living in a slave state. You want to come to Texas, start your own farm. And now all of a sudden, you uh, one of the biggest parts of your life, as bad as it may have been, was uh, was outlawed. So that was a big deal. Stephen F. Austin went to Mexico City, what was it, like three times? And he kept persuading the Mexican government to uh, to change the rules for him and his Texas settlers there. So he got them to allow slavery. But that uh, that was not without without tensions as they began to rise down there in Texas. So with all that going on, 
the 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 Tejanos that were the natives in Texas, they felt that the Americans were kind of superior and they weren't necessarily adapting very well to the Mexican culture. So the Mexican government closed immigration to to, to more Americans, started levying those taxes on the Texans, and they even sent troops up to Texas to make sure that these rules were followed and to keep all these folks at bay. So I don't know. I'm sensing a showdown somewhere, right? Well, lo and behold, the Texans revolt, okay? The Mexican government, remember they sent the troops up to that town of Gonzales to try to take that cannon? Well, Texan volunteers grabbed their guns, surrounded the cannon, and they said, you want the cannon? Come and take it. It all kind of culminated at the Battle of the Alamo, which we learned a lot about. Mexico sent a bunch of troops. It was about 1,800, roughly 2,000, right? But the Texan volunteers with a much, much smaller force defended the Alamo for 12 brutal, violent days of fighting. But you had some heroic, legendary names come out of there. You had James Bowie, William Travis, Davy Crockett, just to name a few, right? In the midst of all this, Texas declares their independence, just like the United States did in 1776. But ultimately... How anticlimactic the Texans lose at the Alamo. Kind of bad. All but seven of the Texas volunteers were killed at the Alamo. So it was a definite loss, but it was a moral victory, right? Because as um, as Sam Houston fled east towards San Jacinto, they were kind of getting away from the Alamo. They picked up a ton more volunteers and a lot of people joined the ranks and joined the army of the of the of the Texas Army. So long story short. They meet at San Jacinto. They find General Santa Ana of the Mexican army, right? They ambush him. They surprise attack. And in 18 minutes, the 800 or so Texas volunteer army wipes out half the Mexican army. And General Santa Ana has no option but to wave the white flag. He surrenders. Texas now has its independent independence, excuse me, game, set, match. Kind of a wild scenario, kind of a wild setup. But what Texas ended up doing, remember they asked the U.S. Congress if they could annex the state into the Union. Folks weren't too happy about that in the United States. They didn't want to add a slave state. They didn't want a potential war with Mexico. So honestly, U.S. Congress said, no, sorry, not having you. Not yet, at least. So what did they do? Texas was their own independent nation. We all kind of like half freaked out about it. At least I did. My hands went up in the air. My voice got all loud. Uh, Probably cracked a little bit, but that's okay. That's how they became known as the Lone Star State. That's how they became known as the Lone Star Republic. Texas was an independent country, its own independent nation for 10 years, 1836 to 1846. Okay, there you have it. I think that's going to do it here for week five. We covered a lot of ground. Let's be real. We made an advertisement for the Trail West. We made our own quiz. We took class notes. We watched uh, some slides. We made a cluster diagram, a sequence chart. We answered questions. We're about to write a speech. We even implemented a new thing at the beginning of class, the 10-minute teacher, right? One student every day, spin the wheel of destiny, and it's off to your chance to facilitate the conversation to start today. You guys have been doing such a cool job with that, and I love sitting in your desk for five minutes or 10 minutes and getting to answer some of the questions that you usually answer. So I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. I hope we're learning a little bit here. So although we may learn one day at a time, right? Even in a short week, it's amazing how much we can cover. So I hope this podcast was helpful. 
And if we continue to take this school year just one battle at a time, one day at a time, I think we'll all be amazed at how much we can learn by the end of our time together. But in the meantime, all I ask, my three expectations, all I ask of you is that you show up, you do the work, and you think seriously. Have a great afternoon, have a wonderful weekend, and give me a shout if you have any questions. I love you all. See you on Monday. <laughs>